Welcome to Uphill Conversations, your ride-along partners for your emerging future. Everything in life worth having is uphill. You can't go uphill with downhill habits. It's time for another show with your hosts, Tim Ficarraro and Megan Finner. Are you ready to be inspired? Welcome to Uphill Conversations. I'm your host, Tim. And I'm Megan. And we're so glad you could join us today as you are living your life and heading towards your emerging future. Hopefully you are eliminating any downhill habits and canceling out all agreements with limiting beliefs. And yes, it is true. You can be more, do more, and have more. So... Stop looking at my turkey leg bone <laughs> that I cleaned completely off because yeah. I like turkey legs. Yeah. I fight for them. Do you get one or do you get both? I want both. <laughs> I try to get both. But usually it's my older brother or my younger brother oh. who will end up with one of the others. But no matter what, I always do a photo op with a turkey leg. <laughs> So it's really funny because since we stopped doing, um, since we don't have family down here, we don't really do the traditional turkey. I don't even remember the last time I made a turkey on Thanksgiving. Um, we've done lobsters. Last year we did um, ceviche, Ecuadorian ceviche, which was amazing. And I think uh, pizza this year. So <laughs> but really still, exciting. It doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't matter. It's no. it's food. Just well, the turkey. It's like for it's a me. Good tradition. Well, yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I like I like a good turkey. Did you ever go to like a Renaissance fair and where they sell like the big turkey leg? If listen anywhere, there's a turkey leg. <laughs> I, I'm gonna take myself there because I I have to admit that like I'm addicted to a big gigantic. Yeah turkey like so i will say like the michigan renaissance fair so i was really you know i was a theater kid when i was in high school and um still i guess sort of am a theater person uh in historically so we used to go to the renaissance fair every year and that was it was either that or soup and a bread bowl those were like that was the food you had to get was either the turkey leg or soup and a bread bowl well hopefully nobody who's a vegetarian is listening that's no get upset. soup and a bread bowl could be well i know but i well because i'm talking about so much turkey gobble, leg. Gobble, gobble. yeah gobble gobble <laughs> and we're not talking about wild turkey we're <laughs> talking completely about different. that's a whole different <laughs> yeah that well if i did have wild turkey i still want a turkey leg <laughs> <laughs> so we hope everybody had a really wonderful thanksgiving yes. um and we've got a great podcast uh in store for you but before we get to that, I have a question for Tim. And I have an answer okay. for Megan. Are you ready? Maybe. Ready? Okay. So, Tim, what is something that people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Point of it. Um, well, there's lots. Of, there's lots. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that's kind of like a loaded question. So that they're obsessed with, and I don't really get it. I don't get the... Okay, so for me, mm-hmm. like Snapchat filters. <laughs> so let's just go modern day. I mean, there's other things I've mm-hmm. got because as we were talking earlier, I told you I'm more analog than I am digital. Correct. I love digital because mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I mean, this is what we do. We're doing digital recording, right. and I do studio music, and mm-hmm. so I love good old fashioned hi-fi equipment and record players, and I like vinyl, but like. This whole digital thing in Snapchat and filters, I just don't get it because, okay, so I do have a Snapchat account. You do? 
Yes. I don't even know how to use Snapchat. <laughs> I don't. Well, here's the thing. I'm like the lamest millennial on the planet. Okay. So I have done the filters and it was fun for like five minutes. Mm-hmm. And all I did was like send them to my boys or something. Yeah. And then like I would do <laughs> stuff with my daughter Eden and we would kind of like get together and do where you can do like face swaps and all these. Yeah. Other. I just don't, like the cat face. I, yeah. Cat face and whatever. But I don't get it. Like I don't. <laughs> so to me, it's like, why? I don't know. Why do you want something that you're going to take a picture of and it just disappears anyway? Well, I don't. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's the whole thing. If you want it to disappear. Should you be doing it? Well, but here's the thing about Snapchat, too. Like, none of that stuff is actually gone. You know that somewhere... You can screen grab it. Yeah. I've done so, that to people I before. I feel like somewhere that information is saved. It's just like I actually just said this yesterday. Someone was like, oh, should I send this email? Because it, it was going to be kind of off color and they thought it was funny. I was like, no. Email lives forever. It lives forever. Email is forever. And it can be forwarded to somebody. Forwarded. I mean, copy so, paste, yeah. stored. It's it's like the in, anything you put on social media, like you can delete it. It's out there somewhere. Somebody's yeah. got it. So Snapchat for me is like that whole thing of like, I don't get it. I don't, and don't get me wrong. <laughs> and maybe I'm not supposed to, and I'm okay with not getting it. Right. It's not for me. That's fine. <laughs> I, I'm still, a, I, I'm an analog guy. Mm-hmm. I like, let's have a real conversation. I mean, it's fun. <laughs> Okay, I can send you something with, like, I can use one of those weird voices, like, rah, rah, you know, yeah. whatever, or, like, my voice gets real high-pitched. Or, yeah. That's funny. Ha-ha. Yeah. But I'm done. Yeah. You know, it's like gifts. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I'm done. Like, I'll gift for a minute. I'm mm-hmm. done. Bitmoji. Yeah. I do it for a minute. Ha-ha. Are they gifts or gifs? Take that up with the interwebs. Okay. I think it might be gif. It might be gifs. So it's not a gif. It's a gif. Yeah. And so, someone else had corrected me on But that. if it's a gif... So... You call peanut butter Jiffy peanut butter, <laughs> and it's with a J. It's weird. I agree so with you. It I'm doesn't make any sense. So I'm confused now because I grew up with Jiffy. <laughs> and then even when they put the nuts in it. And then all these people got allergic. Well, no, it's just Jiff peanut butter. Then but, there's Skippy, and then there's Peter Pan, which I grew up on because my dad worked for ConAgra. Ah. Yeah. ConAgra Foods. Correct. The foods? Yeah. That's yeah. Good stuff. So everything but, we had had But now be, it's like yeah. even my son Luke is allergic to nuts, tree he nuts. Is? and Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, He's a little EpiPen thing and he can't, yeah. So it's like, you know, one of those things where you go, okay, so, you know, you had the creamy and then you put Mm -hmm. the crunchy. So when I grew up, it was like crunchy. And what I would love to do is like, you know, the crunchy peanut butter with like grape jelly on the, (laughs) you know, I'm old school, you know, with the bread. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'll even eat the heel. Like I used to love the heel of the bread and you toast it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I'm old school. No, the heel is my favorite piece of the loaf. It is. If you're going to eat bread, eat the heel. Eat the heel. It I'll is so good. It. I'm going to fight you for it. Then next let's time. go. Next okay. time there's a loaf of bread on the table, we're fighting. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Good answer. <laughs> I don't know. But so so the bottom line is this. Like, yeah, Snapchat, I don't get it. I don't know why. Okay. Some people do. And some people. And that's cool. But I still don't understand, like, that. Yeah. I don't know. Just pure entertainment, I guess. Yeah, so I'm analog. <laughs> All right, well, um, today we're actually going to, Tim and I are just going to have a conversation around the the, I, the subject of margin. So um, I recently uh, am someone who I will say is overcommitted, and I have been that way for probably a few years now, and really recently uh, heard actually Jonathan Parker, uh, Art of the Conversation, who we had on a couple weeks ago, he spoke and he mentioned this book, Margin, and he said it was a book that when he went 
through a difficult time in his life, it was one of the three books that he picked up and it really made an impact on him. So um, I picked up this book and, and I've been reading through it. And what I what I really liked is I think that there are so many people who feel this way. They feel overwhelmed, overstressed, overloaded. And you kind of wonder, well, what's wrong with me? Why do I feel this way? Because everybody else seems to be doing as much as I am. Maybe they're doing different things, but, you know, everyone has packed schedules. I think with social media now, I mean, Snapchat, Facebook, um, Twitter, it's just showcased for you. Instagram. Instagram, all the things that people are doing, all the ways that they're spending their time. But the interesting thing that I picked up from this book is, it's this whole idea of progress and progress is great. It's one of the best things that we have, you know? So, um, through progress, we're able to do things more efficiently. We're able to do things faster. We, so it means we can do more things, but the problem is humans innately, we have, we have a limit. We have a limited amount of resources and not just tangible things like time, money, or even like your physical strength, but there's the mental, emotional, and spiritual resources. And we all have this finite amount. So progress is a great thing, but just because we're able to continue to do more and more in less time, it doesn't necessarily mean that we should just continue to jam additional things into our lives. Right. And I think, you know, what's happening is people are trying to figure out like in that whole conversation of margin, like how to get it, Mm -hmm. like, how do I get it? And, and you know, what's most important, like, what should I focus on? Right. And then you even spoke of some of the signs and symptoms of like overload or how about this suffocating, feeling like you're suffocating or at the point of no, you know, just exhaustion, Mm -hmm. you know, or no room for the unexpected. Right. Like you just feel like, you know, what do I do when this is happening? You know, and then you feel like because it's happening, you feel like it's happening just to you. Right. Like there's nothing else in the world going on for anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like who else has this problem? <laughs> right. right. And you you can almost feel like like you're the only person in the world mm-hmm. that's going through that because you don't see anyone else giving the revelation or speaking of, you know, of the fact that, hey, I have this problem, too. Mm-hmm. You, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So in the whole idea of you know, creating margin, having margin. Um, I like to help people think of it like this way. So if you have a business and I was just telling Eden about this the other day, Okay. Eden, who is just so you guys know, listening, Eden is the person who you hear at the front and the back, the little voice. Mm -hmm. That's my girl, Eden, my daughter, and she's doing our intro, but we were talking about and she's eight. Yeah, she is eight. And so, (laughs) yeah. And so she asked me, she said, Papa, how do you make money when you have a business? Mm-hmm. And so I was explaining to her, like, so let's just say you made fidget spinners. And mm-hmm. I was telling her you buy them for cost and bulk from a company. Then you have a markup. And and so based on what your needs are, mm-hmm. you know, you got to make sure you cover your needs and how you do your profit. But then also you have to have something that, you know, if not, you just have a, ho- a hobby. You got to make some money. Mm-hmm. So I was explaining that to her. And so I was like, so if you spent a dollar and you sold something for 15, you know, what do you have left or what's over the amount of what you bought for $1 or mm-hmm. something? She goes, well, you have $14. I said, okay. So if you had some things to pay and say something was $3, another thing was $2, and then another thing was $1. So I walked her through that whole mm-hmm. process and I said, so what's left is 
this prophet, mm-hmm. right? So anyways, she got that. She was like, oh, oh, that's how they do it. So when I go into Target, basically, this is what she says. So basically when I go into Target, everything, I'm spending more money than what they really paid for it. And I was like, you are correct. Yes. That's <laughs> I'm like, that is correct. They got to make money or right. Target wouldn't exist. Right. Blah, blah, blah. So she got it. That's the margin. Mm-hmm. It's above your need. And there's a great quote from this book that you, you know, you mentioned with um, that you heard from Jonathan Parker. And then I know that you have read, but, um, you know, Richard Swenson in his book Margin, he says, margin is the space between our load and limits. It is the amount allowed beyond that which is needed. Mm -hmm. So almost like profit. So beyond your need, you got to get your money back. Mm -hmm. So it's beyond that. What are you going to do with that space? Right. And I think so many of us, uh, we we fill it. And um, there's kind of this interesting idea that for me, I'll, I'll self-admittedly, I'm, I'm very type A. I'm a type A person. I'm very driven. I'm very um, focused. I'm, I'm very uh, kind of linear thinking in how things work. And um, there's this natural tendency for type A people to, to be drawn to become overloaded, to fill margin. So basically we don't see margin, how it should be treated as this reserve. So it's that time, like you said, between your load and your limit. It's where you should really be doing things that refresh your, refresh and restore maybe your different um, reserves, maybe your emotional energy and things like that. But instead we look at that, that gap and we say, oh man, I have this margin. That's a gap I need to fill. What can I put in that? And then what happens is we fill it so full, we pack it so full that then, like you said, when something unexpected comes up, we have no, we have no room. We don't have anywhere to put it. And, and that's not, that's not a good place to be. So, um, if you're someone like that, you have to be really intentional, especially with all this progress to, to do things that are going to create margin in your life. And there needs to be, and what we want to say to some people is like, you know, so like I'm a big V8 engine guy, right? And so, you know, so you see a car that they say can go like 200 miles an hour. <laughs> you know, it's like, when do you need that? Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so we have capacity, right? Mm-hmm. So, but we don't need 200 mile an hour capacity, right. right? And so most people are saturated beyond, you know, they they're that's what they're looking for. Yeah. So it's almost like they're looking for the Dodge Viper or this super, super high performance. And Mm -hmm. so you only have a hundred percent, but most people are booking themselves to 120%. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Which they can never reach anyways, because you can only give a hundred percent. So what do you need that for? So what, who intentionally is planning for 80% and leaving 20% for margin? Who's, who's saying, let me schedule priorities first instead of just scheduling everything. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's what we want to help people with. But we also want to say you do need to do that. Like mm-hmm. you need to make it a practice not to just sit there and go, well, I need my margin. I'm not going to schedule anything. No, you can have both. You mm-hmm. can do both. You can, you can still be effective. You mm-hmm. can still be successful. You can still accomplish a lot. But you don't have to cram everything in there and then create the overload, the exhaustion, the frustration, Mm -hmm. all the things that are going to rob and diminish you Mm -hmm. of the quality of life that you ultimately want. I mean, it sucks to know that you've worked all day Mm -hmm. and it wasn't toward any specific end Mm -hmm. or goal in mind, Right. but you got things done. Right. Maybe you even paid handsomely for Mm -hmm. it. But 
at the end of it, you you don't feel anything of value. And a lot of that is because you've been depleted. Well, and I think it's that whole idea that you just because you can doesn't mean you should just because, you know, and so we, we talk about this a lot when um, someone says, hey, can you help me with this? And and people say, well, you know, I I sure I have the capacity to do that or, um, yeah, I guess I have some available time. So, yes, I can do that for you. But just because you can do it and just because maybe you have that gap of time to fill it doesn't mean that that's what you should be doing and and I think that's when you need to think intentionally about you know first how do you how do you if you don't have margin how do you back up and begin to get some of that back but then once you once you get that margin how do you keep it and how are you being intentional about what fits into that space so there are certain things that you can do within this margin that can refresh you. So if it's something that helps to, you know, improve your emotional energy or your spiritual energy, then I think that's how you need to evaluate things. You know, is it, are you doing something where you're able to, um, get some sort of an emotional, emotional energy, maybe from doing community service, or is it spending time with friends? Is it building your social network? So if it's something like that, are you getting benefits out of it? And rather than it just being another thing that you're piling on top of an already overstressed load? Well, several observations I want to throw out there. It's like, you know, I'm a big capacity fan. Mm -hmm. So it's like most people don't know their capacity because they've never really put order Mm -hmm. to what it is that they're doing. Right. So it's kind of like go back to the big engine on a car. So it has a capacity to do like 200 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't need all of that. Right. So what do you do with what you need? Mm -hmm. Right. So margin is above that. Mm -hmm. Right. So maybe you are a 200 horsepower engine. Right. You don't have to run like that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's going to consume a lot of gas, right. number one. Yeah. So it, that's a depleter. Mm-hmm. So my question is, what about, how do you energize yourself? What's next to you? Mm-hmm. That's your margin space. Yeah. You don't have to use it because you have it. So here's my thing. I would rather have it and not need it mm-hmm. than to need it and not have it. Right. So the only way you're going to define that is to really put yourself into some sort of practical you know, simple strategic thinking of how do I discern that? How mm-hmm. do I determine this? What is my capacity? Mm-hmm. What does it look like? When do I know I've hit my threshold? Can I maintain this pace? Mm-hmm. Can I run at this speed all the time? You know, mm-hmm. and do I know my limits? Do I know when I'm pushing the limit to where I'm going to run into exhaustion? Because mm-hmm. most of us, we don't find out until it happens. You know, until we hit the wall, that's when we start feeling it. That's when we start noticing that, oh, my God. I, you know, and it's like a week later mm-hmm. or two weeks. And then you know what we do? You know, it's one of my favorite things to say. We burn others with our bad day. Yeah. I burn my friends. I burn my mom. burn my cousin. <laughs> burn my nephew. burn my neighbor. Mm-hmm. I burn the guy on the street. <laughs> I burn yeah. the guy in the grocery store with my bad day because I am... I have just, I'm not listening to my limiter. Yeah. Like the thing that's saying you can do all of this, but you don't have to. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like how do you, and I think it's the priority, you know? So could you imagine if, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm, as you call me, I'm elderly, almost. (laughs) (laughs) I have a funny story about that, but no, no, I I would never call you elderly. 
No, I'm full of energy, though, <laughs> for my elderly. I would like to just, I have never, ever called him elderly. No, but you point out the fact that I'm hitting AARP almost. <laughs> no, I do not. So, am, what is that age, anyways? AARP I don't even know. is like 62 or something. Oh, okay. I got a long way. So, the, the point that I'm trying to make is that, you know, when we are, when we get to the point where we start saying, all right, what, what are your limits? Like, what what are you going to do with this? Like, why are you buying this? So, for instance, if I was going to go buy a car and all of a sudden I go and I go, I'm going to get a, a Challenger. You know, they call it midlife crisis or whatever. <laughs> like, it does something to boost somebody. Like, mm-hmm. where are you going to drive that car? Right. Right? So. Wherever you want. <laughs> wherever you want. Right. But the thing is, is I have the potential to right. reach high speeds. Mm-hmm. But what's the point of the vehicle? Right. It's A to B. Mm-hmm. It, right. It's getting me from point A to point B. Sure. Like you drive a supercharged, like overhead cam, <laughs> like turbocharged, like minivan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. It it doesn't fly, but you have made the it tire probably squeal. Probably could go really fast. Yeah, but I, I was with you when you made the tire squeal. I'll have to look at this, but you tweaked those things like. <laughs> You know, tweaked, whatever it is. Sorry, it's chirped. You chirped those tires one time on a hill. Something different. Yeah, and it's front-wheel drive. So that's even a whole nother level. So you did that in your minivan. However, that's not what you were trying to do. You weren't trying to, like, you know, break any land speed barrier record. You just were driving. The point of the car, though, when you purchase is, what, A to B. Sure. So you may have a style preference, you may all these things, but it's interesting that when you know you have more, sometimes you want to just give it the gas, give it the gas, give it the gas. Do you notice that people that when they buy the car and they have that temptation just to keep giving it the gas, they're the ones that get pulled over a good bit mm-hmm. and they get reckless driving and they mm-hmm. get speeding or whatever tickets they get. We need to understand that about ourselves, mm-hmm. that we have that capacity. Right. And we need to understand that when I need it, I have it. When I don't need it, I know it's there, but I don't have to engage it. Mm -hmm. So understand your design, understand the purpose. Why are you doing this? And remember, you're always becoming, you're, you know, you're, you're working with this person that you are. Mm -hmm. So like appreciate your capacity, but don't feel like you have to overload it just because it's there, just because you're capable, just because you can. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So become more mindful in saying, how do I script my day, my life, my time, you know, me better to still be all 200 horsepower, right? 300, 400, whatever your horsepower is. But no, I don't have to engage every bit of it to the point of depletion or exhaustion. Yeah. And uh, for me, really, now that we're into, I guess, holiday season, this is this is something that's that I'm probably even spending more time thinking about because, you know, everyone runs into those people. You know, you go to I mean, wow. So Black Friday, right? Um, you're out and people, they're just in such a hurry. They're so focused. And I mean, people are super crabby, unfriendly, overstressed during the holidays. You mean they don't have any joy? They don't. <laughs> you try to like sing. You try angry to sing shopper. Angry, angry shopper angry, aisle seven. <laughs> angry elves. Um, so, I mean, so, but that's the thing. So you get into the holidays and, you know, the whole reason for holidays, vacations, weekends, they're supposed to be 
this time that you really can refresh and recharge and just really build that emotional energy back up. But the problem is, just like everything else, as we've had progress, people can do more so that so they do. I mean, do you need to go to three different Thanksgiving dinners? Is that really the best way to be spending that day that should be a day of rest and thanks and community and you know just just that time to be with other people under recharge but instead because we live in this kind of crazy world people people use those holidays in a way that I don't think they were initially intended to be so I guess for me, I think this is a great time for our listeners and for me as I'm looking ahead to my to my next year. And I, that seems kind of far away, but it's it's not. Um, as I'm looking ahead, how what am I doing proactively right now in reviewing what I have committed to in my life? my priorities, what's important to me, what am I doing intentionally to try to gain back some of that margin in my own life. And I think it's not even a, it's not gain back Mm -hmm. because you can't get anything in the past. Right. It's, it's, it's too, yeah, it's more the creating in other words, or I'm going to be, in other words, I'm going to use other parts of my yard. So if you use it as a piece of property, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's funny how certain parts of your yard don't get touched. So if you have some property, like mm-hmm. I know some people with three acres, and I go, oh, what's back there? Oh, we didn't go back there. <laughs> then what do you have three acres for? Right. Four acres, five. I mean, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like there's so much unexplored space, right? Mm-hmm. So we confine ourselves, and we try to jam every bit of activity in within a certain space, you know? And maybe the other place has more briars, more bushes, thickets, you know, trees or whatever. But does that mean you can't go explore that? Maybe you don't have as many paths or trails. Mm -hmm. That's fine. Mm -hmm. Like allow yourself to look at some of that and and stop doing what you're used to doing and say, we have more property. But we don't know that because all I do is, you know, jam this quarter acre with a playset. And every other little thing I could imagine shoved into this little space. Mm-hmm. Like how often do we say, you know, there's more and there's more to us, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where we get to kind of push the pedal back to that vehicle, you know, you get on an open highway and you can just give it a little bit more gas, mm-hmm. right? But give the gas in those areas that are maybe underutilized, that would be a nice transition, a great shift in perspective instead of always doing full throttle in very tight, compacted spaces. You know what I mean? So one of the things I know you're type A and I'm not. <laughs> True. <laughs> so um, we, we just use it. <laughs> Sorry, I have a copywriter a friend who he literally, the other day, I haven't worked with him for three years and he sent me an email and at the end of it, he just wrote type A. Because he used to send me emails, so I just go type A, type A, type A, type A. Because he knew it drove me crazy. So I'm not, I'm not type no. A, and but you have some really, um, I feel, are some great salient points, especially around, you know, a prescription, mm-hmm. you know, um, which um, comes from you know the book Margin, and mm-hmm. we encourage you um, listeners to go and check out that book. 
but you have some prescriptions mm-hmm. like and there are eight and there I'd like are. to let's let's go through those and then what I would like to do is say from a time standpoint mm-hmm. like from because we're different mm-hmm. right we both know that and we're okay with that yes. and that there's nothing wrong with we're partners but we're different mm-hmm. and mine is just how I look at it from how I do my margin and this is one that really resonates with you. So, so Megan, w- walk me through these eight. So the first one is um, cultivate social supports. Sure. And, and I think what's neat is even already in our conversation, we've touched on some of these things. So um, there's different kinds of energy and different ways to create margin. So the one that I'm really zeroing in on here is emotional energy. So what can you really do to help create margin in your emotional energy? So cultivating social supports. This kind of goes along with the holidays, spending time with friends, family, community, maybe at your church, um, because that can really be a resource for you to replenish that delete. Uh, depleted energy reserve. And it's really just that whole idea of building community. I'm sure there's so many studies that have been done that say people live longer if they have a good social circle around them. Um, So that's just a great one. Number two is reconcile relationships. So all of us have these. We have relationships that Maybe something happened, something occurred, but a broken relationship um, is a razor across the artery of the spirit. So what we really need to do is when we have something that happens in our relationship, we need to heal that as quickly as possible. We need to address it because if we don't, we just let that bleeding continue and it can go on a lot of times for months or even years, and sometimes it never heals. So um, it's this whole idea that true reconciliation, it's really one of the most powerful of all human interactions. The third one is to serve one another. Um, There was a University of Michigan study done where people who performed regular volunteer work actually had a pretty dramatic increase in life expectancy. And this one um, really stuck out to me, but men who didn't who weren't involved in service they were had a two and a half times the morbidity rate of those who volunteer just one time a week so just think about how important that is for your emotional energy to be able to give back and to serve others um the next one is rest so a lot of us we think rest is checking out Facebook or something on our phone or maybe calling someone. And and I think that it's really important that rest, which is, you know, taking time to maybe sleep in, to relax, but turn off the computer, phone, iPad, and set aside regular time for quiet and rest. Um, this is really important with that whole idea of vacations or, you know, during during weekends. Don't Don't try to save up all of your time, all of your rest time for those, because a lot of times they're not that restful. So make Try to be intentional in setting aside time to rest. Uh, Number five is laugh. One of my favorites. (laughs) Number five is laugh. So just, you know, laugh at situations, at joyful moments, and at yourself. Uh, Laughter is is something that reduces stress, and you actually heal faster. It's called good medicine. It's very good medicine. And then the partner that goes along with that is cry. So people who cry actually... um, get sick less often than people who try to contain that. But it's this whole idea that laughter lifts and crying really cleanses and they're partners in this process of emotional restoration. Uh, Number seven, and this one to me 
um, is really, really important as you're trying to, as you're trying to look forward and maybe reflect back on the year and, and how you're building margin in, create appropriate boundaries. So we need to find people who love our boundaries as much as they love our attachment. So ask yourself, do the people closest to me love my no as much as they love my yes? And and the thing is, too, it's not always going to be the people closest to you, but there's going to be other people. There's always something else you can do. There's always people who need help, but you need to take that time. You need to know when to say no, and you need to know when to say yes, because every time you say yes to something, remember you're saying no to something else. And then last is envision a better future. So this one is find something to believe in and work for something larger than yourself. So it can be for your family, community, for the common good. And if you're a believer, it can be for the kingdom of God. And if you do this, really every expenditure of emotion will have meaning, which means that every emotion will, every expenditure of emotion will also be reimbursable. That's so good. So one through eight, we have cultivate social supports, reconcile relationships, serve one another, rest, laugh, cry, create appropriate boundaries, and envision a better future. Those are so good. Mm -hmm. And I think they definitely are tremendous helps, especially on the, you know, personal, you know, side of growth, which we love growth and development and people improving as far as for who they are. And so what I want to do is throw these in for time. Like, so, you know, just as a simple thing. So when it comes to your time resource, you know, create a framework, like a simple thing that says, okay, so Mondays I do this, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I think we all know that. Like if you have kids in school, you know they go to school Monday through Friday, mm -hmm. right? You know, you got to drop off and pick up. Like whatever's happening, right? So you, you kind of know framework already. So what if you could say, like in our case, we do podcasts and we do, we have client meetings and we have, you know, things that we want to write and things that we're working on. So in our case, we would have to say, all right, how do we align ourselves to set those up so we can be successful and accomplish our goals, right? So we need a framework. Mm -hmm. uh, identify your themes. So, you know, make colors like a calendar can use colors. You know, you can have home, make it yellow, you know, you can, or green, like that's your go or, you know, work can be blue, whatever you want, just create themes. So if you could lay these things out and use a color, Go ahead and create a framework, identify your theme. But then the third thing that I want to point out is schedule the important activities. So don't just have a list of everything. You know, it's not like going to the grocery store where you're going to buy, you know, you put on your list what you need to buy. Mm -hmm. But in our days, what we could do is I could have any number of things and not have a realistic expectation on what it's going to take to fulfill it. I need to set some goals. Like what am I trying to accomplish so that I could literally – schedule the important things and say, these are important and I need to take care of these today. I can't take care of everything. Mm -hmm. I have a limited amount of time. I have a framework. I have other things I want to do. So what's most important in all areas? And then I want to fill around my edges. Mm -hmm. So what I want to do is I want to go, okay, so I want to make room for the unexpected because as we said earlier, that's what margin is. Yeah. Right. We want to know, I want to, you know, life is life. You know, good things or bad things happen to good people. 
and good things happen to good people and good things even actually happen to bad people, whether we like it or not. (laughs) But we just have to understand that that's the unexpected. So if you could plan for 80% instead of trying to hit 200 miles per hour, you know, max out my horsepower. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do my capacity. I don't want to hit full. What if I could schedule and say, how can I get the most impact with the least amount of things? You know, and this is keeping everything that you said in Mm -hmm. mind, like what's important, right? So then the other thing is, you know, tweak and find time. So how do you tweak? How do I find more time? Mm -hmm. How do I go, you know what? If I didn't watch an hour of Netflix or whatever you're doing, cat yeah. videos or Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't, if you, I didn't yeah. Facebook for two and a half yeah. hours a day. So whatever you're doing, just, right. just you know, in other words, let your behavior follow your belief. <laughs> what do you believe, right? Um, and tweak things. And then also share with others, like people that you need to align with. Um, because it would suck that you do all that, but you haven't told anybody. Mm-hmm. Because now they're going to be like, I don't know what you're doing. I didn't know that was important to you. So you've got to share that with them. And I think we all could be better at doing that. And then the last part is, you know, so out of these seven things is don't be legalistic. Like give yourself, you know, don't beat yourself up because you don't do it perfect. That's the thing. You know, we are people who are being perfected. We're getting better and better. And if you reach perfection, what else is there for you? It's never going to be that way, Mm -hmm. right? So even in your list, Megan, that you shared, we're never going to be perfect in, you know, cultivating the social support or reconciling. There's no perfection there, right? We just need to stop being so legalistic. We just need to allow ourselves to say, if I want the first date, the first date that you shared, mm-hmm. right? Let me help myself with these seven mm-hmm. that I'm doing, and I'm saying, look, um, let me look at this from a practical. Practical. Here's my calendar. Everyone has them. Mm-hmm. You can get a printed one. It's on your phone. Everyone pretty much has a phone. I even think the old StarTech phones have a calendar, <laughs> right? So if you're, you know, I'm not that I, I, I'm, I'm modern with my technology, mm-hmm. but you know, you have a calendar on your computer or on your phone. Like you, you can do it. You can get a day planner. Yeah. You can get a Franklin, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Remember those old day, school? A day runner. Day runner. Yeah. So if that's what you got to do, do it. Yeah. And you can go online and there's, you can print them off on your printer because I'm sure you have one, right? <laughs> and write down and use Sharpies or color highlighters and make colors or do something. But in other words, I want to just encourage you to say, you take charge if you want margin. Mm-hmm. Right. If you really want it, you do it. Right. Well, and it's not you have to be proactive about it. I think that's the thing. You have to you have to take the time to really think through things before you say yes and before you say no. So um, so I, I, I think that's super important. I love the whole idea of framework. Of course I do. Um, so I'm just sitting here thinking, yeah, you're right. We need to really think about, you know, what day should we be doing podcasts on and all that kind of <laughs> stuff? Um, because for me, I love uh, making order out of things. So um, I think that's great. I think that this is really good for that emotional margin, but also just really being proactive in taking control of the things that you're putting yourself into rather than just walking into your day and letting everything around you take control of you. So that's just super important. Well, I think you and I have almost solved the world's problems. I think so, but I feel like we just made more work for ourselves. (laughs) 
I'm not going to address that right now because I don't have the margin. <laughs> so listen, for all of you listening right now, we really appreciate you and we hope that you'll connect with us. We'd love to hear your margin story or how do you create margin mm-hmm. or how can we help you with margin? Yeah. Connect with us at uh, Tim at UphillConversations.co or Megan at Uphill conversations.co. And always remember, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at Uphill Convo. You can find us on Facebook, Uphill Conversations, or on Instagram at Uphill Convo. We always want to hear from you. If you have ideas on guests or subjects that you would love us to talk about, um, we always want to hear those as well. So we thank you for listening. And this has been a very practical thing, hopefully for you. We hope it it cut to the quick Mm -hmm. and got to you. And that you're able to take this in and apply it to your life. We all need margin. So remember, your current condition does not match your emerging future. Anything worth having is uphill, but you cannot go uphill with downhill habits. We want you to know you can be more, do more, and have more. Your reasons for being, doing, and having are for you to figure out and not anyone else. But most importantly, you will see me and Megan on the hill. You've been listening to Uphill Conversations. If you'd like to hear more, subscribe to the show at uphillconversations.co. See you on the hill.